educate, empower, elevate. Welcome to the Peak RFP Podcast. Welcome to the Peak RFP Podcast. We are back today with Dr. Rob Wilson, Caleb, and Van, and we are talking about clearing the patient for return to sports. So Dr. Wilson, again, is a fellowship-trained sports medicine orthopedic surgeon at Augusta University. He is a team doctor for AU Athletics and the Augusta Green Jackets. Uh, And so, Dr. Wilson, good to have you back. Yep, thanks again. Okay, so this is a topic that all... Um, of your patients and their parents want to really talk with you about, which is when can we go back to to play after a ACL reconstruction? So we'll we'll uh, link back to our last episode where we talked about uh, ACL reconstruction, and we're we're dealing here with a uh, a lone ACL reconstruction. So we we don't have any other kind of um, surgical procedures that happen, meniscus and these other things we're doing with a straight ACL in a, in a young athlete returning to sports. So just kind of what's the first thing on your mind as we talk clearing someone for return to sport? Sure. And this is where a lot of the conversation, uh, even at the pre-op centers around, everybody wants to know, when can I get back and play? It's where the points of a lot of discussion are, it's where a lot of the work in the literature has been done. And so the way that we uh, parse that out, and again, I do a lot of this on the front end because some of your toughest visits are going to be your six-month visits where people are feeling good, they're doing awesome with PT, and they're feeling like they're ready to play, and you're, t- you're having to explain again to them why it's not quite safe to do that. So um, we say that the clearance is based on two factors. One you can control, and one you can't control. The one you can't control is the hands of time. We know from, again, the, sci- the science that um, nine months probably should be the answer in terms of earliest clearance for return to sport after an autograph of patient's own tissue ACL reconstruction. Um, there was a really good study, huge numbers, um, basically showing that there's uh, it, the further out you get from the reconstruction, the less likely you are to tear the graft. But at nine months, if you return ahead of nine months, you are two and a half times more likely to tear your ACL graft than if you return after that time point. So that was sort of a sentinel part of the timeline. The further out you get, obviously, that number continues to decrease. But I think, uh, especially across the specialty now, there's in, in your bigger cities where it's more competitive, people are going to kind of push the envelope. You know, are you right. eight month guy, seven month guy, six month guy? The science seems to tell us that nine months seems to be that number for the time. We can't control that. So that's part one. Part two is passing what we call a functional test of strength. And I'm I'm very happy that that has gained a lot of ground, especially in this community. Uh, When I first got back in 2017, that was a huge educational piece that I was just trying to get out there that, you know, this is something that we need to be doing for all of our athletes and not just for ACL reconstruction either. Um, So that is the part that I try and stress to people that is what you can yeah. control uh, because a lot of that is effort-based, basically getting yourself ready. And you, this is something you can you can pass a functional test ahead of nine months so that way you can start working on other things ahead of time. But you've got to pass the functional test and you've got to let nine months go by. If you can check both of those boxes, then we'll clear you for a yeah. yeah, Van, let's throw it to you. Same question. Kind of what are your general thoughts here? Uh, so, you know, this patient is obviously passed, let's say, just six months and we start to look towards a return to sport, um, what uh, what are your thoughts on that? So, yeah, there's going to be a battery of, of tests, basically, um, that they have to go through. And, 
Is it perfect? No, by no means is, is that a perfect. If you pass that test, does it mean that you're 100% fine and you're not going to tear your ACL again? No, just like wearing a brace when you return to sports, not going to guarantee you that that's not going to happen. Um, but, you know, the thing that I can stress the most and stress to all my patients is strength, 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 right? So those three months, you know, after that three-month mark as we're moving on so they go back and see the surgeon at six months and we're incorporating a lot of these tests is we've got to get as strong as we can and we've got to move as well as we can um in in, a, in different positions so we're doing you know the testing that, that dr wilson was talking about on on our end um you know single leg squat testing you know we're seeing how you move with weight you know on you um and then we're doing uh several jumping tests and and agility tests that we do um that may be measured by your distance may measured by your time and how quickly that can be and we're comparing that to the to the non-surgical leg sure and so we want that, you know, statistically to be, you know, 90%, um, but we want it 100%, right? right? We want those legs to be 100% equal to one another. Um, and like Dr. Wilson said, you know, nine months is, is kind of what we're looking at. I, too, when, when these patients come in, have that same conversation like day one um, is, you know, what are we looking at as far as returning to sport? You know, hopefully it's around nine months. It might be longer than that, but it will definitely not be bef- not be before that. Yeah. So that that retear rate, that re-injury rate, this is a surgery that we want to, by all means, try to do only one time. Yeah, one and done. Um, and you know, it's it's we're going to do as much as we can to to do that, and so that athlete can have a successful return, you know, to the to the sport. And a lot of times, you know, with these high school age athletes that we see, um, you know, I have to tell them all the time. I mean, professional athletes aren't going back at six and seven and eight months, and so you know, the the idea that a uh, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old high school male or female can is, is, you know, not, not going to happen and and not the smartest way to to think about it. Yeah. Well, they're not a professional athlete and and that's humbling for us sometimes. But the bigger piece to that too is, man, we see these folks once or twice a week. They're not, this is not a full-time job. Seven days in rehab. Seven days in rehab for hours a day. Right. Uh, In, in that professional athleticism that those yeah. you know uh, athletes are already gifted with to go back to dr wilson's first point about the controlled and the uncontrolled is there anything out there from the post nine months on the time side that it is just time or do you think people are just stronger by that point like what does that have to do with the graft does that make sense oh yeah so again always going back to the science going back to you know your histological studies, your animal studies, that that graft is going to continue to mature even all the way out to two years, right? And so the further out you get, the sturdier it's going to be, the less likely it is it's going to be to rupture on you. Um, and so that's the that's the science behind it. But again, the looking at, you know, huge numbers, I mean, like tens of thousands of ACLs and looking at where, where the failure rates are, nine months seems to be there. So there's a tipping point at nine months where you're far more likely, two and a half times is the number. And that's related to the biology. When, when is it synovialized? When is it fully incorporated? Basically, when is it healed enough? When does it become the new ACL that's stable enough to handle those rotational stresses that you're putting on it for contact sports, change, pivoting sports specifically, change of directions. Yes. Yeah. That's so helpful to me as a therapist because the reality of this is, is, you know, this is a long, hard, expensive recovery. And so we don't 
see folks as long as we would like to or as long as they would like to sometimes for external factors like insurance and you have those patients who are 12 months out they're ready to turn the page kind of ready to shut this down maybe they're not going back to competitive sports but like you know can i go skiing with my family can i do some of these things and functional testing wise they're not really fully there but you know you kind of have that like it's kind of time. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate that not as a safe fail or fail safe or, you know, whatever the terminology is, but, but just as a guideline. And I love that statistic about two and a half times more likely. And something that's very important, right. To remember about that, like Dr. Wilson said, is that we are asking a muscle to become a ligament, right? And so those properties are completely different. And that like when Dr. Wilson said, this has taken two years, right? This this coming on, and I think even a lot of that research is kind of in, in animal studies too. Is, a, right. a lot yeah, of times, have, right? We have a couple of brave, so, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, human so and, it's funny. Some of these guys are so passionate about their projects; they'll 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 contribute. But yeah, again, majority of it is in animal studies, and that's right. how you know. I mean, you, you right. can literally cut this thing out, look at it under a microscope, and see where we're at. What are the cells doing at the microscopic level? Right. To, you know, crush y'all with the <laughs> with the histo stuff. But yeah. I mean, but that's yeah. that's 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 kind of where it all gets back to. Yeah, like, yeah, that, right. And that's yeah. you know. How likely is this to succeed with what we're subjecting it to? And that's something real important for our patients and our parents to, to understand is that, you know, th- you're, you're, you're making a muscle become a ligament, and they are completely different. And that process really takes a long time. And so rushing back, even though, our, our, you know, we want to do that sometimes, that is not the right the right path yeah. and, and the right answer That's with right. these ACLs. You control what you can control. You Correct. can't control biology, right? Biology, the, the clock just has to tick for a little bit. You need to give your body time to heal. You can't control that, but you know, focus on controlling the things you can, and that's what the work with you guys Right. Is. The longer, the better yeah. for, for y'all out there listening. Yeah. You know, Nine months, 10 months, 11 months, 12 months. Right. Well, that, that was my, Go ahead. Yeah, there's an interesting culture discussion here because a lot of clinicians – um, I, I think PTs and orthopods want to talk about a quick return to sport. And what, what does that mean? Is that a, a quick return to sport with bad rehab and, and bad tissue healing is a bad return to sport? No doubt. It should you be know? appropriate return to sport yeah. based on what we know about what you've done surgically and where the patient's at in their recovery. Yeah, you know, as a as a, as a a PT now, 20 plus years, I think when I was a young PT, I thought everybody got back quick and that was my goal, get everybody back quick. And the more that I've learned is, hey, time is a real thing and get them good. Mm-hmm. Don't get them quick, right? I also like to say time is a four-letter word. Amen. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes it. No one wants right? to wait. Absolutely. So, Van, how do you handle these educational conversations as you're functionally testing and kind of assessing the situation at seven, eight, nine, ten months out with the, the patient and the family about you're not ready. Right. So I'll have, you know, a lot of times when we get to that point, the parent, I'll have the parent come in. Um, we will video them, you know, doing some of these landing tests, doing their lunge patterns, doing their single leg squat patterns and tests. And I will actually show them you know, how their, how their upper body looks, what their trunk looks like, what their hip looks like, what their knee looks like, what their foot and ankle looks like as they're going through these movements and show them, this is how I want your knee to look when we're landing. This is how I want your trunk to look. This is how your foot and ankle should look. And so there's a, you know, there's a term, you know, your knee flexion angle, right? And so what angle that knee is at when you land, when you cut, when we're decelerating, 
And a big thing that I see and that we see as far as the return to sport aspect goes is that our athletes are not really good at decelerating yet the way that they need to. And that's what that's what the main thing is here, right? These these ACL injuries, these non-contact injuries are deceleration injuries. So they're planning, they're stopping, they're turning, they're changing direction. And so when they do that well on one side and we get a good knee bend and quad load and good trunk control on one side and then they do it on their other leg and they, they barely bend their knee and their trunk, their, their chest comes forward and their knee's not bending well, our muscles are not doing anything that we need them to do. Thus, that is going to put more stress on that joint, on that ACL graft that, that you have just had done, which is going to increase your risk for tearing, re-tearing that ACL. So that's why the as much as the time goes and as much as all of that goes, the way that you look in the clinic with these tests and stuff and if is very important. And if, if you have not been tested and you are not comfortable with how you look and you feel like you're running with a limp, yeah. you should 100% not be playing sport. <laughs> right. um, and, and unfortunately, yeah. I hear that a lot from, from my patients whose friends are, you know, that well, my friends at six months or seven months and they're back playing and they see, you know, and then it'll come out, but they say their knee hurts or they, you know, they don't look right when they run. If that is, that is yeah. not, and that's what we're trying to get out of. We're trying to get that out of, and, and in my opinion, when that gets out of, you know, the the rehab world, and then we quit worrying about getting people back, it right. you know too soon. Right. Then these retail rates, in my opinion, are going to come down because I can, I think a lot of the failure rates are due to poor rehab and athletes going back too soon, not being strong enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, we're we're ready. You know, we've been rehabbing. We we need functional tests. We need enough time here to return to sport. Again, tough conversations that we're having. Super important that patients and family members and parents are tracking the same thing. So Dr. Wilson and Van, you guys are having these discussions early at the time of surgery, early at the time of rehab. We're probably touching base throughout. And then when we get down the road long enough, we're gonna go through some testing to see if we're ready to go there. Dr. Wilson, anything uh, uh, to wrap up here on clearing for return to sport? I love those two points you put out to us. Yeah, I think the big thing is just knowing and understand there's a reason for doing what we're doing. You know, this isn't subjective. This is based on, uh, you know, things that we know work and things that we know don't work, right? And it's not fair. We should not be setting anybody up for failure, an unrealistic set of expectations. And so no question. The educational piece is huge. And I try and highlight as much as I can before we get this process started. Um, people are much happier and on board with the plan if we kind of all know what the timeline is and should be. Yeah, I love the idea. Your, when your graft shows that it's ready timeline-wise and when your body shows that it's ready so that you don't overload the graft inappropriately and then cause re-injury. What a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dr. Wilson, good to see you again. Thanks. Yep, appreciate you guys. Enjoy it.